We welcome everybody in the name of the Lord. Uh, just before I would preach tonight, I want to just, um, just for a couple of minutes, if I could have your attention, because I want to just illustrate something. I hope it goes right. I'm not very good at illustrations, but we're going to attempt one anyway. But I, I just want, just for a few moments, just to, to show you something. And hopefully by this, this will, will help you understand the message tonight in a practical way. You know, there's two ways. There's only two ways. There's God's way and there's the devil's way. There's a narrow way. There's a broad way. There's heaven and there's hell. That's reality. There's the way of life and there's the way of death. There's just simply two ways. Regardless of our labels, what we've been labeled at birth, what denomination, whatever religion that may be, there's simply two ways. That is, we're all sinners. We're born in sin. Christ has made a way, and Jesus said, he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. There's no other way but through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the way of life, but there's a way of death. That's man's way, that's our own way. And that's the reality of where we are in this room tonight, that that warfare that happened way back in the garden, that choice that Adam and Eve had in the garden when God set before them two ways. They could eat freely of everything, freely of everything, The tree of life was in the garden. They could eat of all things freely. That was one way. That was the way of life. And I want to put this chair out just as an illustration of the way of life. That's the way of life. But there was another tree. It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God said, don't eat of that. It was a restriction put on them. They could eat of all things freely. But of one tree, it was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God said, you can't eat of that. He restricted them. And they were given a choice. Can I say to your brothers and sisters and friends in this room, unsaved, what happened in the garden thousands of years ago is actually being played out in this meeting tonight. It's played out in hearts, played out in minds. Choices are being made. One, the choice, the way of life, that's Jesus' way. And it's free. It cost him greatly, but it's free. And there's another way. That's the way of the knowledge of good and evil. I want to know. I want to know. That way costs greatly. It costs greatly. God put a restriction in that way and says, don't eat of that way. Don't go that way. What did man do? Man, Eve, deceived by by Satan himself. They were tricked and they ate of the tree. The consequences of the mess of our world, the mess of our world, everything that's happening, the disasters, the mess of families and homes and lives, the destruction, the suicide, the drunkenness, the immorality, the the brokenness of society, the brokenness of our nation is all of a consequence of a choice made. One choice in a garden. You make choices tonight. It's free. God gives a man a choice. I believe that God's sovereign. And I also believe that God gives a man a choice. I don't try to tie all that together or put that in the boxes to try and make a theological argument. I just believe that God is sovereign. But I also believe that God gives every individual in this room a choice, a free choice. You'll choose. And so in this, in this particular way, the way of life, Sorry, it's not more elaborate than what it is, but it's the best. It's the last that was left. Fruit doesn't last long in our house, but we're down to four bananas. Don't feel sorry for us. Shopping's coming tomorrow. We're down to a few bananas and a few apples, but I just wanted to illustrate that, that that is the way of life. 
And you know the wonderful thing about it that it never, it never goes off. When you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, it's never stale. It's never, he's never, he always satisfies his life. And so the fruit, and we read of that in a moment in, in Revelation, the fruit continually comes. The trees bear their fruit every month. It's an abundance with the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can eat freely of this. You can eat free. You can come. You make a choice and eat freely. But tonight I want to show you something, and I hope you bear with me and you're still my friend afterwards. I want to show you something because the way of death, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, I want to show you something tonight. I'm going to put 50 pounds. It's real money, not monopoly money. I'm going to be, listen, I've got everyone's attention. This is brilliant. Nobody's sleeping tonight. All the young ones are up saying there's 50 quid here. I've got 50 pounds, 10, 20, 30. Brent, you watching? I'm kind. There's no trickery here. 40, 50 pounds, 50. Printed this morning. Praise the Lord. Stop printing my own. <laughs> I got caught. Praise the <laughs> Lord. And so I'm going to put this in an envelope. And this is the attraction of the way of death. This is how the enemy works. I want you to be honest tonight. Now just be honest in yourself. Young people, be honest. This is the way of death. This is the way of life. You have a choice to make the way of life or the way of death. And I want you to imagine no one's here, just you. You're just standing you're in the middle of this room. You know the consequence. You know everything else. But you're standing in the middle of this room. Your mommy and daddy's not here. You have a free choice. Nobody's watching. Nobody knows. You have a free choice tonight. You can either choose this abundant fruit basket. Or you have another choice. You can choose. You got it. Now, what would you choose? Be honest. What would you choose? Chloe, you're looking very much over that envelope there. What would you choose? Honestly, what would you choose? You're standing here tonight. You have a free choice. Anyone want to be honest and say, I know what I would choose? What would you choose? The apples? The bananas? Or would you choose the envelope? What would you go for? Anyone want to say? Anybody? Anybody? Anyone want to come up and take what they would take? <laughs> well, come on ahead. Honestly, I will not stop you. It's yours. Come on ahead. Anybody at all? Jack, you're on the edge of your seat, son. It's not like you to be shy. Come on ahead. <laughs> He's, I tell you, you have it. He's made a choice. He's made a choice. You can have a seat. You want an apple as well? Okay, you can have a seat. No problem. We can do us a favor, Jack. We can open that. He's going to all turn around, watch the big moment. You see, the trickery of it all, forgive me tonight if you would, nobody really noticed. I'll treat you to a burger, son. <laughs> I promise you I will. But nobody really noticed what happened. Maybe some did. But you see the 50 pounds still here. The 50 pounds still here. There was a trick in it. 
And that's called the deceitfulness of sin. That's called the deceitfulness of sin. Sin's deceitful. And there's a deceiver behind the deceitfulness of sin. And his name is Satan. He's a real being. And he's a deceiver. Way back in the beginning, the Bible tells us that the Lord planted a garden east in Eden. And there he put man whom he had formed. And out of the ground he made the Lord God, the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant in his sight and that which was good for good, the tree of life in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Verse 15 of Genesis chapter 2 says, And the Lord God took man, put him in the garden to dress it, to keep it. The Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat. For in the day, now listen, it's really important because this is being played out tonight. And it's real, it's not just a, forgive me for the illustration if it seems just not appropriate, but there's a reality behind this, there's a spiritual truth. God said, for in the day that you eat, you'll surely die. You will die. You will die. In the day that you eat of that, which I have said not to eat, you will die. There will be consequences to the life and the choice that you make. In Genesis chapter 3, it opens with these words. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, Well, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God told us, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you'll die. When the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. I want to put to you tonight that there's two promises here. There's a promise that God gave, and there's a promise that Satan gave. Two promises. You've got to know who is making the promise. When God makes a promise, praise the Lord, he keeps it. God can be trusted. What God said is true. He never fails. When God says, I'll never leave you or forsake you, he means it. When God says, I love you with an everlasting love, he means it. When God says, you can trust me with your life, with your soul, he means it. But when the devil says, has God really said that? Listen, you'll not really die. How many people in this room tonight have swallowed and believed the devil's lie? They're believing the lie of the devil. There's people in this room believing a lie. The devils whispered in their ear and said, listen, it's going to be okay. You'll not die. There's no such thing as hell. You can live your life. You can enjoy your life. Make the choice. You're missing out. You need to go the way of knowing. I need to know what it's like. I need to know what the world is like. I need to know what it's like on the other side of the fence. I'm sure that the, the, the grass is greener. How many have been deceived? How many have been deceived by the old trickery of the enemy. He makes promises, doesn't he? But promises, his promises are all lies. Two trees, the tree of life, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. This warfare is happening. This warfare is happening in this very room tonight. You've been tricked. Anybody like being duped? Or as we say in Ulster, do you like being stroked? Nobody likes it, should they don't? Nobody likes it. A deceiver. The warfare that happened in the garden, one represents life, 
One represents death. One represents blessing. One represents curse. One represents the narrow way. One represents the the broad way. One represents God's way. One represents the devil's way. One represents heaven. One represents, listen tonight, one represents hell. God said, the day you'll eat, you'll die. The devil says, you'll not surely die. You choose to go your way because you believe the lie and the consequences of that way. What is it? It's destruction. It's death. And eventually, listen to me tonight, it's a place called the lake of fire. And I believe that many think that in some way I'll get right when I'm older. You've heard the wonderful testimonies of God's ability to save and to bring back the prodigal sons. You've heard this the testimonies of, say, for Brent or, or Emma or Stephen how, and Nicky and, and others that were deep in the world and in sin, and you see how God's great grace was able to reach down into the gutter of sin and bring them back. You say, wow, that's amazing. Well, someday God will bring me back. But in the meantime, I want to enjoy the pleasures of sin. The devil's told me I'm missing. I need to know what's in the world. Can I tell you something? The Bible says that few there be that find it. You never hear of the thousands and the multitudes that never make it back. They don't make it back. They never get the chance. They missed their opportunity when God was calling. The Bible says today if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart, don't turn away. Because listen, there's many men and women in this room tonight can tell you of friends that never got back. Suicide, drunkenness, immorality, murder, destroyed by drugs, their lives ruined, their homes ruined, their families ruined, and they've gone already into a lost eternity without Christ. Oh, but there's something about the beauty of, well, I can live this for a wee while, and maybe when I'm 25, 27, 28, I've lived it up a wee bit, I've had this, that, and the other, I've tasted it, I've got to know a wee bit about it, and then I'll turn back to God. I want to tell you, friends, you've been duped. You've been duped. The deceiver's got you. You're believing a lie. And you think, well, I know, and I'm, I'm, I understand, and I know what's happened, and, you know, I've seen all the great testimonies and heard of what God... But I'm going to live this life, and I'm going to make a choice, because I need to know what it is. Can I tell you something? See, that way, that way, and that whole way, that whole way is death. Pleasures of sin, how many times have you heard it? Last but for a little season... But see, the end of that, it's death, it's destruction, it's heartache, it's pain, it wrecks, it ruins. Why? Because we swallowed the lie of the enemy. And some of you have made a choice. Hebrews chapter 3 says these words. And see these verses. If you bear with me tonight, because I believe when I'm reading these verses tonight, I just want the Spirit of God to take them and quicken them to your heart. I'm not making a doctrinal statement. I'm not trying to make a point. I'm going to read it and I'm going to allow the Spirit of God. I'm going to read it as it is. And it opens with the words, take heed. That means that's a warning. That's a plea from the heart of God. This is inspired by the Spirit of God as the Apostle writes, He says, take heed. In other words, there's a warning here. He wants you to stop for a moment. He wants you to listen for a moment. He wants you to just 
Just hold on for a second and hear the words. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Listen to these words. I believe these words are words that really in the depths of our being should should be read soberly, should be read with attention, and we should grasp the magnitude of what the Scripture is saying and departing from the living God. Think about that. A warning in case an evil heart of unbelief would enter someone and they depart. Listen to the words of Scripture. This is not a doctrine I'm preaching tonight. Brothers and sisters, this is the truth of God's Word. An evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. Can I tell you something? He's never turned anyone away. Can I tell you something? With arms wide open, He'll pardon you. Can I tell you something tonight? He's full of mercy and He's full of grace. This is not talking about someone who's struggling in their faith. This is not talking about someone who's weak in their faith. This is not talking about some days we have mountaintops, some days we have valleys, but we're leaning on the everlasting arms of God. We're trusting in Him to keep us and to finish the work in our lives. But this is someone who consciously turns away from the living God and departs because an evil heart of unbelief has entered into them. They want to go the way, their way. So we're told here we're to exhort one another daily while it is yet called today, lest any of you be hardened. Listen to the words. Through the deceitfulness of sin. Sin is so deceitful. It's so deceitful. It looks attractive. It sounds good. It's what the masses are doing. You don't know what you're missing out on. You don't know what you need. Listen, you go to that church, that boring, that stuff. You need to get out and live it up. We're having the time of our life. Can I tell you something? It's all a lie. Every bit of it's a lie behind the lights and the, all, the, all the show of it. See behind it? It's heartache. It's brokenness. It's ruin. It's wreck. It's sin. It destroys. And it brings men and women and young people to hell itself. And there's a deceitfulness of sin. It's nearly hard to grasp, but for it to be possible to believe the lie. Listen, I'm only going to be a few minutes, but hopefully what I say, what God has led me to say will be enough. It's nearly hard to grasp, but for it to be possible for you to believe a lie, there has to be deception. You've seen it operating tonight. You've seen it illustrated for you. How the envelopes were changed. How the deceitfulness of all of that, God forgive me, I wasn't trying to just deceive him for, 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 just for purpose, but just to show the illustration of how simple it is, how easy it is. But you have to then know that there's deception, but for there to be deception, there has to be a deceiver. There has to be a deceiver, and there's a deceiver, and he's working well. He's working hard. He's on double time. His time's short. And do you know what he's doing? He's trying to do everything for you to believe his lies. And can I tell you, friend, tonight in this room, I say this with all the love in my heart for everyone who's not saved, young and old, can I listen to me tonight? He has done a good job in some of you. He's done a good job on you. You know, man looks in the outward, but I want to tell you, God sees your heart tonight. 
You know, when the outward, you might show that you're not interested. But I want to tell you something. I believe that the Holy Ghost is able to move. You might try to show in some way, I'm not into this. I, I don't want this. When I, I get when I'm, I tell you, see, when I'm 21, I'm away. The old devil's a liar. And some of you swallowed his lie. You're believing it. You're living it out. For there to be deception, there has to be a deceiver. Eve believed the promise of the devil, but really it was a lie. She believed it was, he was a, a very good deceiver. Because no way would she have done that? Would she have taken of that if she really knew? If she re- would she have taken? Look at the consequences of sin's deceit or Eve's, Eve believing the deception. Look at the con. Do you honestly think that that's what she would want? Do you honestly think tonight, brothers and sisters, that the prostitute climbing in and out of cars and in inner city Belfast, that's the life that she wants to live? Or the drug addict? Or the drunkard? That's the life they want to live? They've been deceived by the deceiver? And now they're a, they're a slave to sin and the power of darkness. And there's one answer. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because he sets the prisoner free. Oh, but you don't have to go down to the gutter. To get saved. Listen to me. You don't have to go to the gutter to get saved. You hear me tonight? You see this deception? And sometimes in this country, particularly when, you know, a paramilitary or years ago when you heard paramilitaries getting saved, thank God God can save paramilitaries. And then their testimony is highlighted in some way. And I'm not, a, I'm not saying that's wrong. It's lovely to see what God can do in a life. But then it sometimes, could I say this, sometimes it nearly glorifies sin and there's even an attraction in that. There's a bit of an attraction there. Boy, he's a great testimony. I'm going to tell you something. Every testimony is a great testimony because the same blood, the same cross, the same power, the same Jesus had to stoop as low as the paramilitary of the prostitute to save the self-righteous. Not true? I hope that you're with me because it's the same blood, it's the same great arm and it's the same great hand that was nailed to the cross that had to stoop away down low to save the paramilitary or the prostitute, to save those that were good living. We're all the same, aren't we? We're all in sin. The seriousness of this is this, that by believing the lie of Satan, have you believed the lie of Satan? The eating of the forbidden fruit, believing that they will gain knowledge. I want to know what it is like, damned all of humanity. And to go this way will lead to death. James 1 and 15, lust when it has conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin when it is finished. I want to tell you the truth of God's word. When it's all over, it brings forth death. It's death. At the end of it, it's death. No matter what path in this world you take, no matter where you go, no matter what country you visit, no matter where you run in this life, the end of the life of sin and believing the lie of the devil is death. Well, I'm not going to be a drunkard like you. I'm going to tell you something. There was a man that speaks from hell. He wasn't a drunkard, but he was a rich man. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. The wages, the dreadful consequences of deception is this. Listen, this is true. This is the word of God. The Bible tells us there's a deceiver. His name's the devil. Let me tell you, friend, tonight, you swallow his lie. You live his life. You go the way of death. 
You'll spend eternity with the deceiver. You'll spend eternity with him who deceived you. The Bible says in Revelation 20 and 10, the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast, the false prophet, they were tormented day and night forever and forever. If hell is not everlasting, neither is heaven. Are you hearing me tonight? The false doctrine that there is no hell. If hell is not everlasting, neither is heaven. It's the same word, everlasting. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, whose face, the earth and the heaven fled away and there was no place found for them. I saw dead, small, great stand before God and the books are open. And another book was open, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. See, give up their dead which are in it. Death and hell delivered up the dead which are in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The one that deceives you if you believe his lie, is the one that you'll spend eternity with in a place called the lake of fire. Serious? Oh, it's just a wee choice tonight. I just go out and go my own way. Who cares? I care. God cares. And there's people in here care. There's only one voice recorded from beyond the grave. There's loads of YouTube ones, but to be honest with you, I don't believe any of them. There's a voice that speaks from beyond the grave. And this man, remember we talked about the deceitfulness of sin, but this man was deceived by riches. The deceitfulness of riches. See if I could get more. See if I could get a good house, fast car. See if I had the money, best clothes. See if I had all the gear. I'm going to be the man, I'm going to be the woman. If I get all that, then I'm going to be happy. I want to tell you, there's the deceitfulness of it. You're believing a lie. That's not going to make you happy. We see pop stars and millionaires. All we hear all the time is they're overdosing. They've got everything. The fame, the fortune, the, everything. But yet they're empty. Why? Because they've been deceived by the deceitfulness of riches. The deceiver himself. And here's a man that was buried. A rich man. It tells us in Luke 16 and 23 in hell, he lifted up his eyes and he was in torment. That's the deceitfulness of riches. This is the end. And he's seen Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried, Father Abraham, have mercy. Send Lazarus that I may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I am in torment in this flame. But Abraham says, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime received thy good things, likewise Lazarus' evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this between us you and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that there, they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee, Father, that thou would send him to my father's house, for I five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Someone tell them. Someone tell them. 
the deceitfulness of riches, the deceiver. Now there's no mercy. Now there's a great gulf fixed. Now there's torment. Now all the pleasures of sin have gone. Now all the friends have gone. Now a life has been ruined and wasted in sin. Not only that in this life, but then there's a heaven and there is a hell. There is life and there is death. There is eternal life, heaven, and there's eternal death. It's a lake of fire. The Bible tells us of a gift that's free. Isn't it strange? Isn't it really strange that that which is restricted, even right up till today, When something's restricted, keep off the grass. Do not touch. What's the first thing we do? Come on, don't we do it? When it says no, no entry, you find someone open the door and looking in. Keep off the grass. What's the first thing you do? And then you jump off it again. Why is that? That's the nature. That's the old Adam nature. Not rebellious, independent nature. If we're told not to touch it, we got to touch it. And we make sure no one's watching. But God sees. God sees. Why is it that that which was restricted? Don't eat of that. That's exactly what I'm going to do. You know what that is? That's sin. That's lust. That is that old nature. It brings us to death and brings us to eternal torment. It brings us to a place called hell. It's a lake of fire. It burns forever. That's the end. That's that's the end for some. Actually, that's the end. Can I listen to me tonight? That's the end for most. That's where most will go. Many go that way. There's few that find the narrow way. Few make the choice and say, as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Most of them just go their own way. Tells us in Revelation 22, it showed me a pure river, the water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, there was a tree of life, Jesus which bare twelve manner of fruits, yielded her fruit every month, and leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. It's free to all, a healing stream. It cost greatly. It cost God's only Son to leave the splendor of heaven and come into the sin-sick world, to be born of a virgin, to take on the form, wrapped himself in dust, and to live a life that was sinless, but he died on the cross. It cost him everything. And yet tonight he says, come, come freely. Repent of your sin. Put your faith in me. I'll give you eternal life. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.32 says, He spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? He freely gives us all. Everything that you're looking for, you'll find in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Love, joy, peace, hope in this life. Not just when we get to heaven. Praise God, I can't wait till we get to heaven. But he gives you life today. Abundant life. The cost of the tree of life was incalculable of what Jesus paid for and died. And yet tonight, he simply says, come, repent, put your faith in me. 
Some of you have been deceived, being deceived, and are deceived. And yet foolishly you believe the lie of the deceiver. The Bible says the truth makes you free. The truth makes you free. Young person, I want to tell you from my own experience, biggest lie that I swallowed was that I was missing out on something. That was the biggest lie that I swallowed. I swallowed that lie and believed it, and it cost greatly. By the grace and the mercy of God, he saved me on the 12th of September, 1993. By the grace and the mercy of God, can I tell you, from 1993 to 2019, I could go through a list of friends who are dead and gone into a lost eternity. Suicide, murder, drunkenness, reckless lifestyle, they never made it. Don't be deceived. God's not mocked. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Turn to Jesus. He's the way. He's the truth. And he's the life. What a savior. Let's pray together tonight.